You're listening to Legion, the podcast about the devil and all his works. From obsessions to possessions, from hexes to hauntings, if it's demonic, I'm on it. I'm Susan Vigilante. Welcome to the podcast. Somewhere out there, there's a Nigerian prince who needs your help. Ah, the Nigerian prince scam. It's one of those emails that never seems to die. It's always popping up on somebody's feed or other. You've seen it, right? It's, uh, it's, basically, it's the same thing every time. A prince, a member of the Nigerian royal family, has millions of dollars in a bank somewhere or trust somewhere. And the trouble is, because of some glitch someplace, he can't access his money. That's why he needs your help. If you will just send him your email, your phone number, your bank account number, and your social security number, he'll be able to get hold of the money he needs, and he'll split the rest with you. Yeah, okay. This is also called the 419 scam. That is the article of Nigerian law it violates. In recent years, the 419 scam has taken on a host of new details. I just read a terrific one where this, get this, this one comes from Nigeria's first man in space. He went into space on a Russian mission sometime in the 90s, and he got stuck on a Soviet space station when the Soviet Union dissolved. Now he needs $3 million to get back to Earth. Luckily, he has $15 million in his bank account that only you can help him access. Yeah, I mean, come on. Now, he used to be just, you know, some guy who needed money. Now he's a guy who's lost in space. That's stretching it. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. Anyway, so people fall for it. The con artist gets their sensitive information. And the next thing you know, their checking account is drained. In Nigeria, the people who run these scams are called Yahoo Boys. There are a lot of them, and it's, it's practically a profession there. I don't know, what is it about Nigerian money scams? Who made that West African country the world leader of cash-strapped con artists? Is that all they ever think about? Sadly, the Prince scam, or the 419 scam, is not the only get-rich-quick scheme in Nigeria. If only it were. There is a much more sinister way some Nigerians, most of them young men, will try to get their hands on fast cash. And it is straight up diabolical. Sofiat Kehinde was a young woman who lived in southwestern Nigeria in Ogun State. She was 21 years old. Sophia was dating a young man named Balogun Mustakim, who was a year younger than she was. They broke up in December of that year, but Mustakim introduced her to a friend of his, a young man named Soliu Majekodunbi. He was 18 years old. And although he set them up on, you know, though he's the one who got them together, Mustakim told Soliu that Sophia was not a decent girl that she had had many boyfriends, and that Solyu should not date a girl like that, at least not for very long, because Mustakim had a much better plan for Sofiat. 
he said they should use her for a money ritual. Now, I think every culture must have some variation of a money ritual. You know, you've seen that little statue of the cat, right? The Maneki Niko cat in restaurants. It's got, it's got one little fist in the air and it's waving its arm back and forth like it's at a rally or something. That's actually Japanese. I always thought it was Chinese, but it's not. It's Japanese. And merchants will keep one in their store or their restaurant or their deli or whatever. And it's supposed to bring good luck in the form of money, in the form of customers and money. In other cultures, lentils symbolize prosperity uh, because they look like tiny little coins. In the United States, eating black-eyed peas on New Year's is another way to invite money into your life. I have some Southern friends who will never let a New Year's go by without having their black-eyed peas. If you live in Germany, you could skip the black-eyed peas, but you might scarf down a little pink marzipan pig for the same result. For Nigerians, the way to instant wealth is a ritual. Sometimes this ritual demands an animal sacrifice. But sometimes, and people are told this is the surer way to get the money, it demands human sacrifice. Nigeria is nominally half Christian, half Muslim. But the so-called traditional beliefs, for example, the Yoruba religion, uh, those are still alive and well. Uh, Sacrifices, rituals, herbs, charms, amulets, those are all still very, very popular in Nigeria. Uh, The Yoruba religion, by the way, is the basis for Santeria out of Cuba and for Umbanda out of Brazil. So it's here in the New World, too. This was Mustakim's plan. He showed his friend pictures he'd found on Facebook of severed human heads that were later burned to be used in money rituals. Facebook. He said, this is what we need. We can cut her head off and use it to get a lot of cash. The head wasn't all they needed. They needed a handful of other things. Uh, I saw a picture of the other things. One of them looked kind of like some kind of root. Another looked like some herb. I couldn't really tell exactly what they were. They spent about $5 on this other stuff for the ritual. And now they had everything they needed, except the head. Majeko Dunbi was nervous. He really wasn't anywhere near as sure about this as his friend was. But Mustakim calmed him down, said, everything's going to be okay. This is going to work out great. We're going to be rich. On January 29th, 2022, Majeko Dunmi invited Sophia to his house. Sophia, anticipating a hot date, readily agreed. She went to her boyfriend's house, just as she had done many, many times before. When she got there, her boyfriend was ready for her. So was her ex-boyfriend. But she didn't know that because he was hiding out of sight. And he had a knife. So Majeko Dunmi and Sophia have sex. Then Majeko Dunbi is kissing her afterwards, and Mustakim comes out of the closet or wherever he was hiding, grabs her hair, yanks her head back, and slices off her head with the knife. They dropped Sophia's head into a clay pot, along with the other ingredients for the ritual. 
Then they brought it to the house of a friend. And there, the three of them set Sophia's head on fire. As the girl's head burned, the two killers went back to Majeko Dunmi's house to collect the rest of her remains. But while they were there, people started gathering outside the house. And the two guys thought, people know what we did. They're, they're coming for us. We've been discovered. And they ran. Well, they were captured and arrested, along with the two teenaged friends they'd been working with, the guy whose apartment they'd burned the head at, and another who said he was studying to become a native doctor, or some people call them herbalists. Not to put it too bluntly, a native doctor is frankly a witch doctor, and that is still a profession in Nigeria. Now, this is just one case of money rituals involving a human sacrifice in that country. In Lagos State, a man named Afiz Olalere confessed to killing his 21-year-old brother for ritual. He and his mother went to an herbalist, a witch doctor, seeking help for the older son's Yahoo business. That a Yahoo business in Nigeria is a 419 scam. The people who run them are called Yahoo boys. The herbalist told him if he wanted his business to succeed, he would have to sacrifice a sibling. So... He and his mom talk it over, and they decide, yeah, let's kill your younger brother. They poisoned him with some homemade concoction. They said it took him about 20 minutes to die. And then they harvested the required body parts. The doctor had said they needed thumbs, fingers, hair, and a passport photograph. Put them all in a pot and set them on fire. Now, not everybody has to do their own killing to get the body parts required for these rituals. There are people who will do the killing for you. They usually choose a soft target, like an elderly person or a young child. Then they harvest the body parts, and they sell them to the witch doctors. Some of them make quite a good living that way. Between January 2021 and January 2022, 185 ritual-related killings were reported in Nigeria. Sadly, tragically, killings like these take place outside of Nigeria, too. In 2001, the torso of a young boy washed up on the banks of the Thames River, somewhere near Tower Bridge. The torso was surrounded with what the police recognized as voodoo paraphernalia. The police named the boy Boy Adam. After a thorough post-mortem, it was discovered that Boy Adam had been poisoned. His throat was then slit, and the blood was drained from his body. And it was all done very precisely, very professionally, maybe by a butcher. An examination of his tissues led police to conclude that Boy Adam was from Nigeria, and that he had most likely been trafficked into the United Kingdom via Germany. He was somewhere between four and seven years old. His limbs and his head have yet to be recovered. My sources for this episode of Legion include Redaction Africa News, Business Hallmark, Christianay.org, Daily Post Nigeria, Premium Times Nigeria, Everlove and Wikipedia, and the U.S. Department of State. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Legion, the podcast about the devil and all his works. I hope you'll join me again next time. I'm Susan Vigilante, and remember, the devil's first trick is to convince you he doesn't exist. <laughs>